This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we are going to get insider view on the industry side, how it is to develop an accelerometer system. Often, as researchers, we are just seeing the front end of products, but not what happens in the in the back back end. And we usually know very little about the process of developing hardware or commercial software. And I believe knowledge of this episode will help for better collaboration between academics and industry. And we have a great guest for this episode. Our guest is a computer systems engineer. He is the CEO and co-founder of Sense Innovation APS. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Kasper Lückekart. Welcome, Kasper. Thank you, Oli. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to nice to have you. So should we start with your personal story? How did the computer systems engineer ended up to develop a physical activity tracking? tracking devices and business you can say um, actually i i have a background within a completely different um, industry i've worked within uh, automation and uh, in the farming business earlier and um, i i have a lot of you can say family friends working with the healthcare sector and uh, back in 2014 i was uh, investigating you know how to um you know build a new build a new product build a new company within this area because there was um i believe and and we still believe a need for you know making physical activity something that you can actually objectively measure and making it a parameter that is uh, directly usable within within treatment and within research and um you can say as an engineer um I'm not really, you, you can say, in, uh, in, uh, in fully in the picture when, when it comes to the actual application area here. So we have to really, you know, lean on the researchers, lean on the healthcare professionals. And so we, we've been out when we started back in 2014, we were really out, you know, looking for how can we, um, how can we apply the technology? um in the in this area what what can we actually do here and um one thing uh, that um, that we have been uh, looking into was a, a large scale uh, research and uh, within the this uh, area of uh, physical activity monitoring and and i remember one uh, one project that well where i was actually out you know just just gaining a little bit of of inside inspiration and uh, th- this project was monitoring, like, I think it was 1,500 patients with, with diabetes, where they wanted to look at, you know, physical activity uh, and how physical activity actually influences uh, their diabetes. So they wanted to measure physical activity and, and kind of uh, correlate that. And uh, they were using these fairly bulky devices, um, and they had to mount these devices, you know, 
1500 times on patients. They have to unmount them again. They have to take a wire, plug it into these, um, these devices, upload that to the computer. And, you know, spending a lot of time, like I, I think it was a number of PhD students just spending all their time kind of going through all this data, analyzing all this data. And um, back in the day, we were coming in with, with the technology. My, um, my CTO in, in the company was uh, at that point in time developing intelligent credit cards, which, you know, just provides a basis for making electronics very small, very lightweight and very um, battery efficient. So that, that, that just, those things kind of just connected and clicked in a little bit. And we were kind of going, well, there must be an easier way of doing this. We are at that point in, in, in 2014, but, but, but still the, the technology is just, you know, evolving so quickly at that point in time, just thinking you, we can do this, this much, much easier. Um, so those kind of, you know, one of the uh, aha moments of, uh, of starting the company. And then, you know, looking at the, the healthcare perspective as well, we were meeting up with, with researchers and doctors and there was kind of, you know, an, um, a consensus about this, this need for making physical activity, which is as important many times as the primary treatment being the medicine, being the, the surgery. Um, but it's, it's, it's as important to be physically active, both you can say, uh, before the uh, surgery, for example, and, and after uh, surgery in order to, to rehabilitate. Um, and, uh, and there was no, uh, there were no tools available for kind of handling this, both providing, you know, the data for the healthcare professionals or the researchers, but, but also, you know, providing tools for, for the patients in the end. So that was kind of the, the, the idea for us to, you know, <clears throat> make a system which would make it easier to monitor reliable data because that has been, you can say, really, you know, the basis for us working with researchers all the way through that the data has to be, you can say, has to be, uh, has to be correct and, it, and the system has to be reliable and, and you have to be able to provide this data um, on a longitudinal um, way as well. So you provide data for all patients and make these kind of overviews. Um, so th that, was, that was kind of the, the start of the company back then. And, um, and you can say really what we have been doing is from the beginning working with clinicians, working with researchers, because as mentioned, we are, as engineers, we, uh, we don't have the, um, the insight into the, you can say, the healthcare part of this. So we have, you can say, a very big um, understanding that, that, uh, that we really need. We really need you as experts out there, the, the, the healthcare professionals, to, uh, to be part of this in order to make a product which is really relevant. Yeah, so interesting story from intelligent credit cards and totally different field and then having friends in the medical business and, and seeing this. Do, do you see there's a strength that you didn't have experience from the medical field, from your profession, that you had to start collaborating and asking for help right from the, from the beginning? I think um, I think we had a very strong technological foundation um, when when starting the company. So we we had insights both into you know developing these kind of systems from the intelligent 
credit card side, but also into these uh, cloud-based uh, systems for uh, you know how to uh, how to actually get the data in to to use these utilize these large databases and and how to provide you know feedback to uh, to to um, a professional part and, and the other end. But um, but to be honest, as you can say, the learning curve going into the health business has been quite steep, um, and also because you know we had we had some network within that area, but but also building some some network, building the the collaborations with with researchers um, that we have, you can say, used as as an integral part of um, of the of the development as well of of the product. So they're providing. Have been providing knowledge from the from the beginning. Uh, building that, you know, has has been a, a significant task as well. So you said that there was quite a steep learning curve. Could you could you tell a little bit what have been the biggest learnings? What have been the obstacles that you have been had to go over? But you you can say in in, in general, coming from a completely different business area, um, I think. Looking into to health and um, and and maybe healthcare research in in general, um, I think the this, this area is much more you can say um, that you you make kind of like you make protocols for example and you follow these protocols one to one, so so working in an agricultural scenario or or maybe intelligent credit cards like development scenario it's much more you know we try something out we do something and maybe it works maybe it doesn't but we we uh, you know we learn from it um that that is a, that is a little bit harder approach when uh, when you get into health because you know the the clinicians they they expect everything to work from day one so, so actually doing these kind of you can say development projects on a very on a very early stage um, is quite hard within this business area, and I, I have to say I was not um, I was not aware of that when we started up. So I can also um, and also remember a few uh, a few mistakes from the beginning when we uh, when we started the the development projects um, where we. Uh, you can say we also burned a, a few bridges on on that from the very beginning back in 2014. You know, we were a little bit, you know, just starting out, um, and we had we had a device which was able to kind of store 20 minutes of data, and we were thinking, well, that that's enough for a free living scenario because you know they will uh, people will always have their phone nearby and and everything will work out. So it will just you know extract data all the time, and 20 minutes is more than enough. But but you know monitoring especially elderly patients um, it just didn't work out so you can say it took a few hours until uh, they kind of you know forgot a little bit about it and then they placed their phone somewhere different or something and and it just didn't work out so so they begin to begin to to lose data um, and and of course that that didn't work out so we had to rethink the complete system back then and you know get this. This uh, you can say full full size memory in in order to actually you know not be um, relying on having an online connection between the phone and the um, and the sensor all the time. So that that was one of the things we kind of you know tried out at the customers and then you know just got it back saying it did, doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's an important learning because when you 
developing new technology, the guideline is that you should get it right away for the customers to test that you are not developing something that then they tell that, ah, this is the wrong way. And you have done a lot of, lot of work for nothing, but then in the clinical setting, they want it to work. So it's, it's quite challenging to balance between, between these. Do you have any, any other examples of this, that it's, it's challenging to develop the features without being able to test it right away in the right settings? As um, you can say, I think it's it's very much about um, you know talking and uh, and uh, getting uh, getting the communication right from the beginning, and um, I, I think coming as also as an engineer, I think maybe that's that's also part of it. But coming from 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 uh, that line of work, I think we have kind of an understanding. You know, this is this is uh, development ongoing and. We're testing things out, um, and 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 I think you really have to, you know, if you're going to uh, to clinicians and to, I think also researchers, at least in the in the in the healthcare area, um, I think you really have to emphasize that this is, you know, we're testing things out. You uh, you should not uh, expect everything to be perfect from from day one. We we had a. Um, a uh, EU project actually a few years ago where we had to develop an application for kind of back pain patients, and um, in that uh, that development phase, they were as I said, it, it was set up as a development project, and we should test things out and and all that. But but the clinicians in the project, they you know they simply didn't understand this uh, this kind of um, you know condition for starting up a project. And and even though we you know we tried to communicate it, it's just it was just very hard. Uh, we ended up, by the way, with a very good project and a very good product, but it was really you know really fighting um, to 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 get this insights also um, to to the clinicians in in the project. So so I think this is this is really something you you can say if I should say provide a learning from this. That's really you know be very. Um, be very consistent in in the way you communicate about the the uh, maturity of um, of uh, the, the the technology that you that you provide. Yeah, so maybe maybe at this point it's good if you give a overview of the system and the and the architecture, and then we can move on to what was the challenging parts developing. But if you now give just an overview how the how the system works, so the listeners will have an idea. Sure. So, so basically, the system consists of different components. So, so one component is, of course, the the sensor itself. So, it consists of a small small sensor uh, which is completely sealed and which communicates wirelessly. Um, and that sensor is then placed in a in a patch that uh, that you can mount. We normally we normally mount it on uh, on the leg. Um, on the thigh, actually, of, of the, the patient, the test subject. Um, and from there, it transmits data to a, um, a, a synchronization um, app that, that we use. So we have an app which is installed on the smartphone. And when that is enabled, it automatically transfers data from any sensor, actually, any, um, any sensor device nearby to our cloud system. The cloud system um, itself stores all the raw data coming from the sensor. 
So that that enables us to do basically anything with this data. And that, that is kind of one of the strengths here, I, f- I believe, of, of the system that we get everything in, we store it securely in the cloud, and from there, we can then, you know, provide data to, to researchers, provide, provide kind of like patient overviews, if you would like to have overviews of, you know, the physical activity, um, the mobilization of, of your, your patient or test subjects. Um, we also provide for, for some projects with, with interventions and we also provide a, um, a built, um, you can say, an, an, an app on top of this, which extracts data and provides feedback to the patients in order to motivate the patients to be more physically active, which is something that you can either turn on or off depending on, on what you would like to have. So. So those are the you can say the basic components um, of the system, and and of course coming back to to the data interpretations, we can uh, we we provide a few interpretations and we also provide you can say um, APIs for interacting with other systems and and that's you can say also one of the interesting part working with uh, with you guys at at Fibion that you know we 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 have parts of this we have uh, interpretations and so on that and we have all the data stored and then we can directly you know forward some of this data to you to provide alternative uh, visualizations of this data depending on the needs and requirements of um, of the researchers and customers in the end yeah and i, I think it's good to stress that compared to consumer devices and apps that basically the smartphone application is not personal it's just transmitting the data from the sensor to the cloud and there it's allocated to the right right device right person that it's and then because many times when people use consumer devices you need access to this person's account and in research settings it's really difficult to have the access and it gets really complicated but basically with your your system, it can be just that, for example, in a lab, you have one one smartphone and when persons come to the lab, it can also take from anyone's sensor and still keep it like GDPR safe that it just allocates to the cloud. So I think that's a, that's a really nice feature. So if, if we stay in the engineering part, what, what are the most challenging parts developing this kind of system where the data is flowing from the sensor to any smartphone and from there to the cloud and then handling the handling the raw data also there uh, what's the what have been the biggest challenges you can say that there are a number of, of different challenges in it but we have kind of emphasized from the beginning that we would like the system to be safe to to have you can say both the transfer of data because it could the data that we transfer could potentially be um, you can say um, uh, sensitive data somehow to the to the patient, right? So, so we would like to to have a safe transfer, as you just mentioned, GDPR compliant and all that, from the sensors to uh, to the cloud system. So there, we we actually have a, a pattern on you know how we how we structure the um, the transmission of of the data. So we do. Very, very shortly told, we, we do kind of a, um, an encryption of the data so that it's not readable by anyone actually at the sensor. And then the data we're transferring is not readable by, uh, 
by anyone. And then it's only becoming, again, you can say readable when it's at the cloud system where we then, you know, extract it and we, um, we uh, decrypt the data and we store it in a, in a, a secure database. Um, so, so that was one of the things that we had to, you know, figure out this complete concept around how can we, how can we actually make a system where we can use basically your neighbor's phone to transfer data from your device and still have a safe data transfer where your neighbor will never get access to this actual data. So that, that was one of the, you can say, the hurdles that we had to solve back then. Um, and you can say the other, the other part of it is really. I think very much in the visualization of data, it, it is it is actually it is quite complex to make a visualization of of this data, which enables researchers, enables health professionals to gain insights, you know, right away just looking at the data, and um, and you can say that is that is very much what we have we have we've spent a lot of time you know gaining uh, experience from from researchers working with researchers and and health professionals to figure out you know how how do the, do they actually want us to show this data and and i think that's also where where you actually have a strength um in in the fibion company that you have also worked with with these kind of visualizations and it is really you can say we can build the best system in the world but you know it's all down to what we actually present to um, to the customer in the end. What is what is the actual data that we present, and and how can they actually interpret that? What what value can they get out of this uh, this data in the end? Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Research Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show, it would be great help for us we have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes so be sure to tune in thank you all for your support and have a great day